Blog Talk Radio. This is psychic medium Erica Butcherhaney, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Stay parafabulous. This is Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to ghost Ghost host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal.com. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer. And you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books. And you're listening to the Ghost Host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the ghost host show with Sophia Temporilli on LiveParanormal.com. I have to gather all those people back up and uh, have them do it all over again, because now she's also on GhostHunting.com. So congratulations to the site founder of LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com. Also on Spreaker now, too, as well added... Uh, the Ghost Host Show. Congratulations on 12 years of broadcasting here, Sophia. You've helped a lot of people through the years. Fantastic show. Your call-ins are welcome. 347-202-0316. 
That's 347-202-0316 as well. Feel free to jump into the liveparanormal.com chat room. We'll be posting our guest links there too as well. And as among the chatter, make sure any questions for our guests are all caps too so we can uh, distinguish and add those to the show. As today, we welcome back filmmakers, co-producers, and seasoned paranormal investigators, Kendall and Vera Welpton, as both join forces in directing the amazing new investigative documentary, The Haunting Lodge. Everyone visit RobotNinjaMedia.com. That's RobotNinjaMedia.com. The trailers are there as well. You can, uh, on various formats, order the documentary right now. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Kendall Welpton, at Vera Welpton, at Robot Ninja Media. And YouTube subscribe to as well to Robot Ninja Media 2. The trailers are there as well. Next weekend, we have April the South. Uh, oh, no, that's two weeks from today. We have the holidays, so we have a Dr. Travis Taylor from the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. We have a best of show that will be airing next Saturday. And uh, also, to April, the Psychic Housewife of New Jersey is featured on the Halzer Files. She'll be returning to the show on the 2nd of uh December as we come back. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporally on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of our guests as we learn of them real time. Check out the membership packages on Live Paranormal. They start as low as $2.99 a month. And Rob Sarek, the site founder, he's great at rewarding the audience. So a lot of uh, autograph books by some of your favorite paranormal authors. Uh, he's great at giveaways. And uh, support the vendors there. So if you're getting a mail meter for Grandma for uh, Christmas, make sure you do it through the vendors here on Live Paranormal. And let's bring our host on, the ghost host. Sophia, congratulations on over 12 years of broadcasting here. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 12 years. I know. Yeah, yeah. you were just sitting here. And, uh, you know, now we sit in different rooms so we don't get all the feedback we did on that first show with Alexandra Halzer and stuff. But you, you've come a long way. You've helped a lot of people with your show. We're proud of you, Sophia. Thank you. And I'm a little bit bigger now. I don't think we could really fit next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we play your old archives. You, yeah, your voice is a lot higher and everything. But, oh, uh, God. You that got all these things. You got the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you got all these different things. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, at Temporelli, and Twitter, just at Temporelli is one L. Yeah, well, it, it's amazing. I've seen the trailer, everything. We're going to be checking this out, and this is exciting. Tell us about your guests. Today, we welcome back filmmakers, co-producers, and paranormal investigators, Kendall and Vera Welpton, as both join forces in directing the amazing new investigative documentary, The Haunting Lodge. Everyone visit RobotNinjaMedia.com. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kendall Welpton, at Vera Welpton, at Robot Ninja Media. YouTube, subscribe to Robot Ninja Media for all their official trailers. Let's welcome them into the show. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to unmute them. That means a lot of people are listening. I had a little glitch there. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hey. hey how are you? Congratulations. Hey, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for thank having us. Congratulations on all the success, by the way, with all of your documentaries. It's amazing to see the work you guys do within the field. And just, I mean, you know, it's a lot of work putting together all the evidence and filming. And you guys are able to produce such great study content. And I really think that is just incredible that you guys are able to do that and work together as a team. Oh, uh, thank you so much. That means so much. Thank you. Especially coming from you for for somebody that's been in the field 
for so long and on the air for 12 years. Congratulations to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely interesting uh, listening to me at 12. Uh, like I said, it causes me physical pain. So it's uh, interesting <laughs> to see the difference um, over the years. Um, but like I said, you guys do such consistent content, and it really is incredible. Um, but, I mean, you guys started out um, as individuals, um, you know, and then became a couple. But what first for you both as individuals started this interest in the paranormal and the unknown and filmmaking? Uh, I, I'll go first, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, so for me, I um, when I was a kid, uh, my family and uh, my family was – was always into ghost stories that, you know, we'd all get together and, and, uh, and my uncle had a haunted house and, you know, he'd always have activity there. So he'd tell us, you know, we'd all get together and he'd catch us up on the latest things that were happening at his place. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I just kind of grew up around ghost stories. So it was kind of normal to me. And, uh, and then I, I graduated high school and wanted to move out to Colorado to become a, a snowboarder. I, my dream was to be a pro snowboarder, so I moved out to the mountains in uh, in Colorado, and uh, I moved into a a, a place. Uh, I got an apartment and and uh, had my first night there. Um, I was in a room where there was uh, no windows open or any doors open, and I was in my sleeping bag, not even in a bed yet, and I had a crazy paranormal experience. This large gust of cold wind came over my face, and and uh, immediately I was like, I, I can't explain that. That was weird. And uh, and so then I started asking about the old place that I was living in and found out that it was a hospital. It used to be a hospital at one time. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of confirmed it when I would do my laundry down in the basement. And there was this old table with gutters on it and a big old gutter in the floor. And little did I know that that was the mortician's table down in the morgue there. And um, yeah, so, so I had some paranormal experiences in, in Colorado at that place. And then, uh, fast forward a few years, I started from snowboarding. I went from snowboarding to, I was going to be a stuntman. I wanted to be a stuntman and I started getting onto all these movies and, and, um, I was, I was, uh, trying to pursue the stunt stuff and, and, and I was talking to the camera crew the whole time when I was on those sets. And, uh, and I was, uh, filming some stuff myself for snowboarding and, and some interviews and I got kind of hooked on the film stuff. It kind of chose me and, and jumped into the camera, uh, camera realm. And, and then I, uh, answered a Craigslist for some work, uh, ghost show gearing up quick. And that was the, that was the post and it was, uh, ghost hunters. And then they hired me on, on for cameraman. And I stayed on that for a long time, years, 15, 15, 16 years on Ghost Hunters and did all these different ghost shows. And that's where I met Vera, uh, was on a show called Ghost Hunters Academy. So that's what kind of got me into it. <laughs> For me, is um, basically kind of similar. You know, I grew up in a, in a house where uh, ghost stories were very common. Uh, my mother mm-hmm. grew up in a haunted house where she saw a full body operation several times, even when she was in the shower. I'll never forget, she said she was washing her hair, and there was a lady right there. Um, she looked normal, like a normal person. She would see her several times, and nobody will believe her until her grandpa 
witness the same. Then my grandpa became a um, a treasure hunter because he believed that if a house was haunted, it's because there was a treasure. <laughs> so he started digging the house everywhere, and um, eventually he didn't find any treasure, but he found a body <laughs> in their backyard. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, it's a type of stories that I grew up listening to. Uh, my dad has his own set of stories, my uncles, everybody. Uh, they all grew up in the same neighborhood, so I bet there was – I never did the history there, but I'm sure, I mean, there was a war. There's probably some history there. And Anyway, it was, it was normal for them to always talk about the stories. Mom never really liked talking about the story, but everybody will always make her tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. So eventually, you know, I didn't experience anything – while that I can remember as a child, I I, I did experience the strange things. I, I was just remembering the uh, this little girl that we saw, uh, my cousins and I saw one day at this house that we were visiting, um, that she disappeared into a room. We followed her, and it was a, a, a room full of toys, um, but the girl was nowhere to be found. I remember that very clearly. She looked like a normal little kid. We, we have no idea. That was a strange story. But anyway. Um, wow. I kept, I kept uh, experiencing things, you know, throughout my life. It was very uh, random places. One day, um, uh, working as a nurse in the hospital, I had a patient who passed away. And as I was walking the hallway the, a week later, I looked to his room. It was dark, but he was sitting right there on his chair smiling at me. And wow. I, as I was walking on the hallway, so I stopped and I looked back because he was, it was so clear. He looked like it, it was him just sitting there. And when I looked back, he, uh, he wasn't there anymore. So, you know, little things like that, that that happened that I was always very curious about the topic, always. If I had a project at school and you had a, a free theme to choose, it would, it would always be UFOs or, or ghost stories, always. I never chose any other topic. Um mm-hmm. It was just embedded in me. Then um, what made me really get serious about it and do this, you know, more, at a more serious level, it was after my dad passed away. Uh, I started experiencing a lot of strange things um, that I, I had no idea there were common things that happened after somebody passed away, actually, and uh, that's what got me into researching. I was uh, working at a nursing home, and I started smelling his cologne, and um, it was really, it was his cologne. It was a very particular um, cologne that I just identified immediately. And um, I ignored it because I thought, well, maybe it's another patient who has the same cologne, and I just kept ignoring it. Then three days went by, and uh, a tech was uh, bathing a patient in one of the bathrooms. And she came out, and she said, hey, can you wash this patient over for me real quick so I can get more towels? And I was like, yes, yeah, no problem. So I went into this room, completely steamed hot, and the lady bent, you know, like on her chair, kind of like curled down. She was at her end stage of life, and she was never really Mm -hmm. speaking or looking at anyone or um, really not there anymore. Um, So it scared me because I don't know where she stood up and looked at me and then looked over my left shoulder, and, um, and she said, your father is very handsome. And then she just went back down to the same position, and it shocked me so much because there I was. I had been smelling my dad's cologne for days, and then this lady who never speaks or anything just, you know, tells me that, you know. So that was the point where I decided to 
do research. I started researching, reading books. I, I was reading books like crazy. And then I found out that other people were experiencing things like that after they lost a loved one. And um, I needed comfort. Um, so then mm-hmm. I found a, an, a commercial for a casting for the Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters Academy where you would be a student. So I was like, oh, I want to go to this academy. I need to learn. I need to learn. These are the experts in the field. I need to learn all about it. So I joined. I submitted my um, my casting and then my video. In the first season, they didn't call me, and I was really sad, and they called me for the second part of it. And um, there I was, <laughs> wow. uh, trying to learn everything I could. <laughs> but then... <laughs> So my surprise, he ended up being um, not an academy. It was more of a contest, elimination mm-hmm. contest, which was really <laughs> sad about it because I was like, no, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. But whatever, I did it anyway, and I was very glad because of Tom and Kendall, and we ended up falling in love and getting yeah. married a year later. Yeah. So <laughs> that's my story. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it really is just incredible, um, kind of just the – you know, kismet of it all, like, you know, Kendall saw a Craigslist ad, which if I saw a listing like that on Craigslist nowadays, I probably would not go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you having a draw for knowledge and, you know, being able to come together and work on, you know, the paranormal together as a couple. And I think that's really great that, you know, the paranormal brought you two together. Right? That's, that's uh, we, we think so. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we never definitely doing this for anything, but yeah, we, we never, we never, in a wildest dreams thought we would be no staying at places and documenting. We had a podcast in the beginning of a relationship, discover yeah. a normal, and and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was more for fun than anything, yeah. and just because we loved the topic so much, we did that for like two or three years, mm-hmm. I think. But then, you know, he was always just working. I would go visit him at Ghost Hunters and see the guys there, and. Um, sometimes I would follow him, and when he was doing B-roll uh, on basements, and I would be behind him following him, and sometimes we experienced things. Yeah, yeah. There was a time where we heard um, some, like a male, male voice saying a bad word. Yeah. And I was so offended because I thought I it was you. I thought I said it. Because I thought maybe I stepped <laughs> over the camera, or like, I was like, how dare you? And you're like, what? How dare you to call me that, that name? And you're like, wait, what? You were so insulted. <laughs> He's like, you didn't hear that? He's like, no, I didn't hear that. I was so creeped out. I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> and the spirits were probably like, yes, the desire to fight. They'll leave now. Yeah. <laughs> that ghost was trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know how ghosts are. You have, you have a yeah. lot of time to plot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose if you're bored, you might try and stir stuff up. I personally wouldn't do that, but, you know, some people would. And uh, so when you're dead, I don't think yeah. that changes much. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But it's great that you guys got to share those experiences and, um, you know, live to tell the tale of um, the ghosts cursing you out. Because I, I don't know. I'd probably be freaked out if I was hearing that in the dark while I'm not investigating. Like, if I'm investigating, there's a purpose. But if I'm not, then I'm just like, yeah, I don't want this right now. <laughs> um, so it's great that, you know, you guys were able to take your experiences and turn them into your love for making these documentaries. Um, as you were saying, you did a podcast in the beginning of your relationship. But how did 
your interest in everything turn into wanting to create documentaries yourself? That's always something that I want. I wanted to do, even with the podcast time. Even before that, when I went to college, I went to art school for three years before I moved to the States. And uh, I was taking film classes there. And again, like they would always, I would always choose this topic. And I remember, uh, I actually did a horror film, on maybe horror films with my friends. Um, it was pretty hilarious. But um, I always saw visual as my main uh, form of expression. It was my favorite. The podcast was actually difficult. So I, I, I've always been very visual. And I told Kendall, mm-hmm. you know, back then how passionate I was about just doing these videos. And I was actually obsessed with YouTube for a long time. But it just never, never, we never got to it. It was, we got so busy. We wanted to, we were getting older, so we wanted to have kids. And we put all of our time and energy into, you know, having kids and, you know, building a home and just, you know, forming our family. And then there was things slow down and we we're like this time it's time this creator yeah. our own business and I got I was so happy when he he was like yeah let's do it and um because you know he was doing ghost hunters for so many years and he will come home and be like let's go ghost hunting he's like what I just came home like please give me a break sometimes he'll be tired of it and overwhelmed and mm-hmm. he wanted a break like it's like give me three days to rest and then yeah let's do it um, and and I, it was understandable, you know. He already been in all these dark, creepy places, you know, experiencing all these things. And I was back home, you know, just wanting to go play. But um, eventually, he was like, "All right, all right, let's do it, let's do it." And um, and we did. We saw. And in the beginning too, he would always like joke around too much. I was like the serious one. And um, mm-hmm. but then he'd be like, "Okay, you know, let's do it, let's do it for real." And um, and then. Uh, Robin Ninja was born, and we actually. What was the beginning? We started with like. Well, for for me, I was I was shooting a lot of documentary um, TV. I, I did a, a documentary show for Netflix called Battlefish, and like it really like. Oh yeah, speaking for documentary. Yeah, yeah. documentary yeah. style. Like I, I think I've always wanted to do a paranormal documentary because you know shows. You, you you know you, you're in for a week and then you're you're out so you know I mm-hmm. I wanted to spend some time on a on a case and really put everything that we could to it and Vera and I um, wanted to start a documentary so that's that's basically why we started Robot Ninja was to really allow ourselves to have a platform and you know our company and be able to to do people's stories I think Vera and I both agreed we we're obsessed with some of these ghost stories that we had heard in the past that yeah. people had told us. And experience ourselves. Experience ourselves. And we wanted to really tell it from this different A different perspective. Different perspective, yeah. yeah. And you were really, really uh, focused on documentary style. Yeah. Very cinematic. Almost yeah. like a movie. Yeah, I mean, but, we always, I, I mean, for me, I always wanted to see, like, how it would be just to kind of go in and just film everything. Yeah. And and you know we did we were able to do that on a couple of our movies and um it was quite interesting what we got from doing it. It's very hard to do, but um, Yeah. I mean we we do have to admit it, it was very experimental in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really didn't have like a plan or anything. It was just like let's do this this way and then see what happens. And uh it was a lot a lot of instinct in the beginning. Um 
and and it, it worked out. I mean, it just happens that we we kind of dance with each other, you know, when we kind of know language already, and um, we've done this for a long time. We just never really worked together at this level. Yeah. 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 That was. That yeah, was that was fun. challenging for sure because you always did it on your own. I did it on my own. We never really and 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 at this professional level, you know, yeah. we're doing this now for a living when before it was just, well, you always you did it for a living, Ghost Hunters, but me, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't, like, doing yeah. it for a living. Yeah. I was working as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's definitely amazing, and I do think it's so admirable, too. I mean, I think in the paranormal, there's so many amazing locations people want to go to or ideas they have, and it's hard to make, especially when you're trying to film it. I mean, securing the locations, having the right equipment and being able to put together a full production is really difficult. And so for you guys to be able to do that is so admirable. Um, I know that it would be very hard for me to do on my own. And uh, I think it's great when people are able to do that because, you know, when you have an idea or you make something, you really want to, you know, have your idea be your own and have the concept be true to what you saw. And so it's, it's really difficult to do that sometimes but to be able to see the end result and know you know that's how you envisioned it is it's a really beautiful thing to have put out yeah thank you. yeah yeah thank you i agree with you it uh i don't think we knew how difficult it was going to be no we would definitely win it like our first project you know we, we, it was the house in between documentary and we just went head first in you know with with the background knowledge of knowing like um, the TV stuff, you know, from my experience from TV and everything, but like documentary is a totally different beast. And, um, you know, we, we were able to, to learn very quickly, but boy, you know, we're on film four now. So it's like, well, the house in between, uh, mm-hmm. we did not stay at the location when we decided to stay at the locations that added an extra level oh, yeah, of challenge. Was- we, we is like, what were we thinking? But at the same time, awesome. Mm-hmm. Because, it paid off. It really did. Yeah. Um, the place yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. We talked about this for a long time because we'd always talked about what would it be like being at my mom's house, you know, when she was experiencing these things every day. You know, there she lived there with her whole family, and most of them weren't experiencing what she was experiencing until it happened to the grandpa there. And, you know, like, you hear all these, all these, all these stories where um, – yeah, until it's unreliable. So until yeah. you move in until and you, you really walk the shoes of the homeowner, you know it's it's going to be hard to experience stuff. You you can you know give it one day or two days. I mean you see. can gather evidence regardless. Yeah. But to really stuff. experience what people mm-hmm. are experiencing in, in that situation, we just wanted to test that. You know, we yeah, wanted to really what it's like. It is exhausting. exhausting. We do not recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> It is exhausting. Because there's a lot of sleepless nights, and then you're in charge of the production, and, and, like, you know, we're trying to make sure that all the cameras are running and everything's running along with, you know, documenting our experience and documenting other people's experiences there. It was tough. Sometimes it will end about, what, 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And everybody will go to bed and call Wesson until, like, later on like, yeah, at, we, like at noon or so i don't yeah, remember but then uh we would stay up because we needed to make sure that the footage was being loaded and 
we were charging batteries and organizing everything that we were going to use the next day because it's just you and I making notes, mm -hmm. doing like post-production yeah. meetings, yeah. and like how are we going to do tomorrow? So now the song comes out and we're like, oh, we better go to bed. And I kind of mm -hmm. have to get up three hours later to do B-roll or do the drone. Yeah. And I feel bad. Like, I would sometimes be in bed and hear the drone above the house and be like, oh, my God, he's already up. He's already <laughs> out of doing But that was the best time because nobody was up. And, you know, nobody's, like, in the hall. Walking or, in frame. You know, walking yeah. in frame. So it would be beneficial mm -hmm. to get up in the Yeah, it was or... crazy. I mean, mm. definitely challenging. But, but so worth it, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I, th I feel like our – you know, the haunting lounge turned out really, really, really good because of that. Like latest film, yeah, yeah it's our latest the haunting film. lounge. It, it, it made me happy when I hear comments. Um, I don't think many people understand our format yet fully, uh, but the ones that <laughs> do get it because they're like, thank you for making me feel like I was there. And that was our goal, you know, thank you because I feel like I was right there with you walking those hallways, like, for instance, in the sleepless unrest. Uh, we were very passionate about just making it feel like an experience instead of a typical documentary with a lot of interviews and stories and things like that. We wanted people to feel like they were there with us. And so when we get the first uh, comments that they were actually feeling that, I mean, that was that felt like an accomplishment on its own. Absolutely. Um, it is amazing that you guys were on location because, as you said, it's so different actually experiencing it on a day-to-day -day basis. I know for me living in a haunted house, a lot of people hear the stories and they're like, wow, that's really scary. No, it definitely was. But, you know, when you see shows like A Haunting or something and everything's happening really rapid, my story wouldn't look that interesting because, yes, I'm being stalked by a ghost every day, but all of the big moments happened over years of time so exactly it's, yeah it's not just like rapid it's not overnight it's not all these big moments in one week so it's hard to experience it or explain it because if you just watched it my life would probably look boring yes creepy yes scary but it doesn't hit the same as when you're hearing all the biggest moments in a compilation which, by the way, hunting, oh, my goodness, I think that's the only show that has ever scared me on TV. That, <laughs> yeah. Because it's so well edited and, and everything you you, 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 you say in it perfectly. They compacted all the the events, like, on top of one of the other, and it just makes like, oh, my God, this house is crazy. And But you're right, it happened mm -hmm. over a, period, a long period of time. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. I really like haunting. Um, definitely a couple yeah. episodes of it I can't watch because they relate too much to my own personal haunting. So they did a really good job because I literally cannot watch them. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. We will talk more about your newest film, The Haunting Lodge. When we come back, we have to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more questions. Yeah, the ghost host show with Sophia Tepper on LiveParanormal.com. This is one of those shows where the hour is flying by. Our guests, Kendall and Vera Welton, The Haunting Lodge. Everyone, um, order a Haunting Lodge documentary at RobotNinjaMedia.com. So I'll just keep it to one site. You can go right to RobotNinjaMedia.com. Multiple formats available. So go there today and uh, definitely check this out. It's the ghost host show with Sophia Temperley on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most 
Sophia Temporelli, only on LifeParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. And you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files. And you're listening to ghost host, <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers <laughs> now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Poor Dave left out of the audio bites there. Okay, Sophia and Kendall and Vera trying to bring you guys back in, and you're unmuted. There we go. Everybody's back in. Hello. Hey, thank you guys so much again for coming on today. Oh, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. So um, before the break, you guys were mentioning your newest film, um, The Haunting Lodge. Can you tell the audience about the film and what inspired you to create it? Yeah. The Haunting Lodge, it's, um, so it's a, it's a hunting lodge out in, uh, in Georgia. It's a very remote area um, in Georgia, mm-hmm. and um, the place has never been investigated. And so Vera and I kind of took a chance on, on going out there to check it out. Uh, we had a friend, um, John Doherty, who, who discovered the lodge uh, kind of by accident. He was trespassing on some farmer's land. And uh, he was in a in an abandoned house, and he had his he had his EMF detector, and he was taking some photos, and and uh, and all of a sudden the farmer shows up and is like, "What are you doing in my la- on my property?" And uh, but to his defense, it was an abandoned house. Yeah, like he was just taking photos. Uh, he wasn't really trying to trust us or anything. But the farmer caught him. Caught him, yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing?" And and, and John's reaction was like, he says. Uh, Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just looking for ghosts, sir. And he goes, look, I think it threw the barber off, and he's like, looking for ghosts? Well, if you're looking for ghosts, you're in the wrong spot. Come follow me. I'll take you to the place that, that uh, has has had some activity. So he took him to mm-hmm. the to the lodge, and uh, let, he let him stay there overnight. He let him stay there overnight. Yeah. Oh, you follow stranger, be like, come follow me. I'll show you some ghosts. I'll show you some ghosts. And he followed him. And then he just uh, he started, you know, he 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 started kind of documenting the the lodge a little bit, and he called uh, John called us, and and we were really interested. We talked to the the yeah. farmer, the owner of the the lodge, and we started learning that the lodge had a 10-year history of 12, 12, sorry, 12-year 
uh, history of experiences that were happening to all the hunters. And there was groups of hunters coming in there from different, um, you know, parts of the country, parts of the country from all they, over they the place. Each other. They didn't know each other. And but they, they were all telling the same story. Yeah. I so, mean, that's amazing. So yeah. I think that's what... That's what got us out there. Yeah, that's what, like, yeah. okay, this is interesting, especially because it was a location that has never been investigated before. And, and we could tell immediately that the owner was truly intrigued, you know, it's like, okay, it's been 12 years, the hunters keep telling me this, I want somebody to come in and tell me if it's, is there really something happening over here or not. He wasn't trying anything else, but just wanted to confirm because he was getting nervous about, you know, for his business. So, so we went, we went in, um, location scout. Yeah, we went to Location Scout first just to check it out, and we stayed there. He allowed us to stay there for almost a week. A week. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we stayed yeah, there for a week. Stayed there for a week. Yeah. And um, sure enough, I had no idea. I had no idea it was going to be we experienced that a lot, intense. A lot yeah. right away, but Vera had a very profound experience most, while she was sleeping. One of the most serious experiences of my life because, of course, it happened while I was sleeping, trying to sleep. Um mm-hmm. And then, um, yes, um, basically something came into our, in my, in, in our bedroom. Yeah, through a locked door. As, yeah, the door never opened. And then had physical weight to it, which is very scary. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, you know, in the dock, you can kind of, we go through it, but, like, there was signs of it having physical weight, which is something that, you know, I haven't seen that many cases of showing it's always been like an audible sound of some sort you know like you, you know footsteps or whatever but it was but funny because now you've never been able to prove that there was a a physical weight to what was what was walking in our room and and it's wow. just it's just really interesting that um it didn't feel ghostly it just felt invisible it was something so through weird. our door that was locked uh, it was into the room walked yeah. up to the bed and mess with Vera basically for mm-hmm. a while for and it was documented she was able to document it well we didn't have cameras unfortunately all around with sound we uh, our cameras were had no sound at the time we came back later with the years with sound yeah. we were like we need to yeah. but what I had a digital recorder next to me and I reached out to her and turned it on um, immediately after I heard the, the steps outside of their bedroom but I had no idea that it was it was gonna come in the bedroom like that. It was it was truly truly scary. Um, well, I think the thing that scared me the most was that I thought that Kendall was awake the whole time and he experienced he was experiencing the whole thing with me because mm-hmm. I couldn't move. I was I was so frozen and uh-huh. and um, and little did I know then that, that I, I get up the next morning and he he had no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. And at first he was like, oh, honey, it's probably just a dream, you know. You're probably just one of those nights. Yeah, I just threaded it right away. And I was, I was like, so hurt. I was like, so hurt. There's no way something was, like, doing that, you know. I would not lie to you. And yeah. then I remember the recording. I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's go check this out. And, and sure enough, the audio on. he got caught. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
And then she wow. didn't want to stay there. And then I was like, oh, boy, what are we going to do? Oh, I didn't want to stay there. I'm like, I'm out of here. What are we going to do now? It doesn't feel right. So, yeah, we, we documented that that week. And then we left. We didn't know what to do. We were like, oh, my God. Totally perplexed. Totally yeah. confused. We had no idea. Where is this going? Like, there's no end to it. There's like, oh, my God, we just opened, like, Pandora's box here. Basically. And uh, and so we went, we went back. And, and we actually worked on a few projects. Uh, in between, yeah. In between, and and that wasn't until I mean, this has been. I got unsettled about it, and I I just wanted closure for sure. And we asked the owner if we could go back, and he said, of course. Mm-hmm. And we stayed. We went out for like two, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for a couple more weeks, and we finished up um, uh, the filming. And I mean, that place just took us by surprise. Like, l- really, we captured evidence of stuff that we've never. Before really, really experienced, and and it was it was fascinating. It's still fascinating. We're still obsessed with the case. Yeah, it's something that that kind of blew our minds, and and it's just very it, uh, something there is very interactive and very yeah, intelligent. Yeah. So you know you don't usually see that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a hard experience to go through. Um, like I said, in my haunted house, uh, I was stalked by the ghost and, you know, he would watch me while I slept. I couldn't do anything. And, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that's kind of overlooked in the paranormal field is the psychological effects of, you know, dealing with a haunting like that, especially when you're at exactly. the most vulnerable, when you're sleeping or in your own home. Uh, cause I personally, I have PTSD from that experience. Um, oh, and I think it's something dude. I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life. And it's, it's hard to go through that because you're so vulnerable when you're asleep or, you know, in your own home where you're supposed to feel the safest. And it, it really does scare you and leave you unnerved for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I totally hear you. I was pretty, I think this is the only case that made me cry my whole life. I was, uh, Mm-hmm. Just so lost and confused because I've I didn't know what to make out of it. Um, so a lot of the stuff that happened that night I didn't even talk about it on the on the documentary really because um, we never even filmed it. It was just we filmed every that 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 so briefly. We didn't have much time to talk about it really because um, when we were in the in the dining room in the kitchen we kind of talked about it briefly and you were you were just kind of such a relief. But then everybody started showing up and then we never filmed that again. It's just kind of we just kinda of moved on from it and we didn't talk about it again until we got home. And then we started really researching and figuring out Yeah. What Yeah what we were dealing with over there. But then we realized like the owner really didn't tell us everything. Like they, they said the biggest claim was hearing footsteps. But then later on, I was like, well, why would the hunters be so scared just hearing footsteps? Yeah, you know, they, exactly. they didn't make sense. So they had to be something yeah. else. <laughs> like, so, we got yeah. a couple interviews, and, like, they were freaked out. Yeah. They're scared. Yeah. Like, there was something else showing us. Those are big guys. Yeah. You know? Like, they're not scared of footsteps. Something else is happening there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely hard to talk about, too, when you go through something like that as someone that, that lives in it because it's, you know, if you're scared in your own home, it's like, you know, a lot of people don't understand it or you can't even comprehend it enough to explain it. Uh, so you can definitely understand, you know, where the homeowner is coming from as well. Um, it's good that you guys were able to go in there, though, and, you know, kind of validate what they were hearing, seeing, or feeling. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the main goal too, you know, because I think validation is so important. So it's there's nothing more horrible than experiencing something so terrifying and not having the support, especially from your loved ones. Mm-hmm. You expect them to support you right away, you know. It takes a long time, so validation is very important. Absolutely. I know in my haunted house, my dad didn't believe me at first when I told him. He said that I was must have been imagining it because he had just written a book for a psychic. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but it's understandable. Oh, like, when you, he's like, he's like, like nine. But then everybody this is just your imagination. <laughs>
And she was one of the ones that would be accurate every time. What what did she gather from what you experienced there at the Haunted Lodge? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So when we came back, I told Kendra, I'm not coming back alone. We we need help because, obviously, this is beyond us. And um, we've known Jill Morris for who is a medium psychic. We've known her for, what, over 10 yeah. years now. Oh. And and I trust her. She trusts us. We also told her, hey, do you mind, uh, for our own sanity, or our own, for, for our own personal reasons, really, we don't like telling her anything. And, and we told her, uh, are you okay? We buy your airplane ticket, and we'll pick you up at the airport, and then we go from there. And she was like, okay, no problem. And then um, that's, that's how much we trust each other. So... Yeah. She calls back and she said, I just got to double check something. I've been getting a lot of information and I've been doing these drawings and I just want to make sure that this pertains to you. She sent us the drawings and she was she basically drew the house. Before, uh, before we, we Yeah, before we called her, she was already drawing That's for the case. And now we were like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, don't wow. know. I don't know how she does She's it. Good. I, I have no idea. <laughs> She's very good. She's very good. Yeah. She scares me. I'm not yeah. her. T- yeah, again, over ten years, and I still get spooked from her sometimes. It's like, how in the world <laughs> are you doing this? Like, do you have her phone tapped? Like, do you have? Yeah, we're always like listening to us. That's the thing about psychics. No matter how long you're in the field, they will always find a way to <laughs> make you question everything. Like, why do you know that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um. The fact that she drew the house before she already had a drawing of the house before we even called her. She did, yeah. And um, and she just wanted confirmation. Hey, is this pertaining to your case? I just want to know if I should like keep keep drawing or focus on your case. You know, and we were like, no, this is totally the case. It's like, okay. So she kept drawing and drawing and drawing, and everything that she kept drawing after that was all pertaining to the case. And she uh, remote viewed on one of our cases, yeah. She removed yeah. everything. Oh my goodness! Like, oh, it's it's it's. She was actually a gigantic help for me personally, so that I could just uh, have closure for my experience. You know, um, she was able to basically gave me reassurance that I wasn't in any danger, and that they weren't trying to cause any harm. They were definitely just an intelligent entity. You know, trying to. Um, communicate. I think like, you you said this earlier, like this film, you know, it's got so many levels to it, but like one of the things that we were able to accomplish um, pretty well was was documenting a, a, a psychic medium. That was, that was a thing that blew my mind when I was editing that I realized we were so focused on the evidence that we were getting that I was like, we overlooked Jill a little bit and the fact that we were like, wait a minute, we're documenting ESP, you know, we're documenting her abilities because there's a moment in the Mm -hmm. film where we are out in the field and uh, I I don't know if I'm telling too much. Yeah. So we are out in the field and Kendall has a special camera that that he got for us to, that that is really good scene at night and Jill is communicating with this being and she's saying it's coming to your right. She's in front of me. I'm I'm monitoring the camera. Candles in the field. Jill is in front of the camera, and she goes, "It's coming to your right." And then at that moment, photon event happened. 
to the right of Kendall. How does she know this? Wow. And we're capturing this this thing at the same time. You know, we're capturing her psychic ability and the evidence at the same time, which it just blew my mind. I, I was in shock that whole night. I remember. I mean, it just started from when we picked her up at the airport. Oh, she yeah. She started tapping into where she had no idea where we're going. She's telling us details. She's smelling um, gunpowder. Powder. Gun oil. Yeah, gun oil. oil. The cleaning oil. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's and, like, we're going to a hunting lodge, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. I, we could have gone. We could have been going to an abandoned school. Thanks. We could have been going to a, uh, plantation. a plantation. Yeah, exactly. Like just typical things. You know. You know the, I don't know anything. We could have been taking her anywhere, but yeah, she started. It was it was neat to see it all unfold um, that way. You know, not giving her any kind of information, and you know, just just being along for the ride with her. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's incredible all you guys were able to get. Um, I do know we're coming towards the end of the show, and I don't want you guys to be cut off on anything you want to promote or mention. So um, can you tell the audience where they can find you on social media, any interviews, upcoming documentaries you're making, um, just anything really you would like to mention? Or your graphic novel, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, we have a few projects. Everything can be found at robotninjamedia.com. Um, our newest film is The Haunting Lodge, and it's available on all the big uh, anywhere you can buy or rent movies, Am- platform. streaming pa- platforms, Amazon, um, YouTube, uh, iTunes. iTunes. Um, yeah, if you go to our site, we got links to all our, all our um, platforms. streaming platforms. We have links to our other movies. We have three other movies, which, um, which are out. Uh, we also have a um, a children's book. It's a a graphic novel of a of story. It's it's not paranormal. It's more uh, adventure. adventure and and fun and um we're otherworldly uh, underground adventure about yeah. two kids and a dog. And then uh, we also have a um, paranormal logbook actually uh, that's on Amazon. This paranormal logbook is. Is great for your investigations. That uh, I think is we're trying to advocate a lot the fact that you need to document, document, document. document. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good space for you to to put all your your evidence and all your um, notes, notes and everything on your case yeah. while you investigate, so you can reference it later on. Because if you are getting things in repetition, then you have something, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a good place for it. And then. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for us. Uh, we're on social media, uh, Kendall Welton, Vera Welton, uh, all the social media platforms. Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on today. Like my dad said earlier, the hour flew by, so we'll definitely have to have you yeah. back on in the future. Um, it is always great yes. to talk with you both. Absolutely. We enjoy talking to you, too. Well, thank you guys oh, so, so much. much guys. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Bye. Congratulations. Bye. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely. Kendall and Vera are such great guests. As always, I want to thank you all for listening. The show would definitely not be possible without all of you. And I will talk to you guys again after Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye. Yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. And yeah, of course. Right now, order uh, uh, the hunting lot, the hunting haunting lodge, 
It's at a hunting lodge, but uh, at the hunting lodge documentary directly at robotninjamedia.com. Kiki and Hawk, The Hole, that's the uh, the graphic novel he mentioned. It's under the book's thumbnail on robotninjamedia.com. I'm looking at it right now. And, yeah, for uh, their uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, Instagram, at Vera Welton, at Kendall Welton, at Robot Ninja Media. Also, too, uh, Gravitas Ventures, uh, a big part of their franchise, too, on their documentaries. Um, RobotNinjaMedia.com for their shows. Next week, uh, we have Thanksgiving. We have a, um, we're going to be playing a, a best-of show with uh, Dr. Travis Taylor of Skinwalker Ranch uh, that was recorded uh, two years ago. Also, too, we have April, the Psychic Housewife of New Jersey, as featured on the Halzer Files. She'll be on two weeks from today on the 2nd, and so you don't want to miss that show, and we'll see you guys uh, two weeks from today. Hi, this is Debbie from Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.